0: Hello kids, this is Risk, the show where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. I'm Kevin Allison, and every Thursday we release these special episodes that we're calling Classic Risk Singles. Each of these episodes features just one story from our earlier years. If you're new to Risk, you should know that the podcast can be very uncensored. This week, a story that was first shared on the podcast in October of 2013... This is Lily B with a story we call The Great Detective.
1: The year is 1983. I'm about five years old. My grandmother had picked me up from school that day and told me to go to my room, a jugar con mis Barbies, is what she would say. Go play with your Barbies. And I did. And I'm playing with my Barbies, it's about 3, 3 o'clock. And all of a sudden, the front door swings open, and my mom comes storming in. Like, I run to the door in my room, and she, like, passes right in front of me, like, fast, and with, like, weight on her feet. See, my mom's only, like, 4 foot 11. She's tiny to this day. She's tiny. But, like, the weight on her feet made her seem bigger. And then she grabbed some bags and just started throwing stuff into bags and then walking to the front door and just throwing stuff, my daddy's stuff, off the porch. I didn't ask any questions because I had never, ever seen my sweet, tiny mom act this way. See, my mom's religious and she's very patient and understanding, and God will look out and he'll take care of us. So, to see this woman who was just like on a mission, I didn't say anything. I stood in my doorway and watched as she made several trips back and forth and throughout the house, crying and just mumbling things in Spanish to herself, like, No lo puedo creer. posible? How is this possible? I can't believe it. And then, like, 15 minutes later, my dad comes strolling in. Not strolling. I mean, he was, like, same heaviness, like, looking for her. And then they are just, like, lip boxing is what I call it. Because they're not touching each other, but they're yelling at each other. And she is saying, no es posible, no puedo creer, David, no lo puedo creer. And he is just saying, Morena, por favor, por favor, entiende, entiende, por favor, understand, understand. Please, Morena, which means dark skin, because my mom's very dark skin. Morena, por favor, entiende, entiende. And she's like, no, no, David. I don't want to understand. And I'm sitting there just watching this and just thinking, what is going on? My mom was like, no, David, no. And I'm like, no what? What can't you believe, mom? What's going on? And for 11 years... I wanted to know. I searched for this truth that for 11 years, no one would mention, Mom, why? And everything I asked just made my mom seem more guilty to me and more like it was her fault because he was saying he was sorry and you didn't want to listen to him. And why aren't you listening to him when he said he was sorry? And everything I asked, and I'd ask my grandma, and she'd be like, Ask your mother. And I'd ask my mother, and she'd say, Sepas cuando vas a saber. Like you'll know when you know but she never said anything and for 11 years I did not like this woman she took away my daddy my daddy was gone my daddy I mean when she avoided the questions or when she was like we'll still talk to your father and have a relationship with him I'm like well, why if you don't like him so much why should I like him and she's like that's your father call him talk to him so fine My grandmother dies in 1996 of a brain aneurysm, and we all have to go to Texas. This is 11 years later. And I just happen to be six and a half months pregnant, 16 years old. And because I'm 16 and pregnant, I can't do what everyone else gets to do when someone dies in my family, which is celebrate and drink and party and have a good time. I am left babysitting the drunk people in my family, which is fun, it is. Trust me, I have some good drunks in my family. And I'm sitting outside with my Tia Wera, who is my mom's mom's sister. And I'm sitting out there, and I'm like, Tia Weta, when she gets to drinking, she's fun. She's such a fun drunk. She gets to, like, helping you, like, giving you recipes, and she gets to showing you how to, like, make patterns on sewing machines and, like, doing her little thing. I mean, my aunt Weta is cool as fuck. She's so great. But, like, people don't like her in my family because she does drink, and when she gets drunk drink... These lips get to moving, like, too much. They get to just... So everybody rolls their eyes and walks away. And I'm sitting there babysitting my Aunt Weta. And then the Aweta starts to ask me about my baby. And I'm all like, yep, I'll talk about my baby because it's my baby. And I'm kind of, like, self-absorbed like that sometimes when it comes to my baby. If you knew him, you'd understand why, but... She's asking me about him, and she's telling me, you know, like, how's your baby, and how's his father, and how, oh, yeah, he's great, he's, like, part of the baby's life, and he wants to be there, and until this day, he still is. And she was just like, and how did things work out with your dad? And I'm sort of just like, eh, you know, I mean, I don't see my dad. He doesn't come to see us. And I'm kind of like saying, but it's totally my mom's fault because of that. Like, you know, because she drove my daddy away. And she's like, como? Like, (laughs) como que tu mamá le hizo eso a tu papá? ¿Cómo que es culpa de tu mamá? Like, how is it your mom's fault? And I explained to her, like, I remember, and I explain what I remember. And she's like, ay, mija, oh, honey, (laughs)
0: let
1: me tell you something. (laughs) So I guess the way the story goes is that my mother, my wonderful little tiny religious mother, had suspected my dad of cheating on her. And she tells my grandma that morning, she says, Will you take care of the kids? Will you take them to school? Will you pick them up? And if David asked where I am at, you confirm that I have a doctor's appointment, Mom, okay? And she tells David, my dad, Mira, I think okay. And she said, and my dad's like, okay, está bien." And I guess he was just like, all right, because my mom doesn't lie. My mom is not that person. My mom is, you know, straight up, you know, sit stand kneel all day. So she doesn't So he's like, all right, cool, no problem. And so while he's sleeping that morning, she goes into our conversion van, those like 70s vans where like y'all know the vans where the back is like two benches on the side and then you lift up the cushions and you put the slats across and it makes a bed with a space in the middle, which is maybe two feet, like one foot maybe. There's a little gap in between the two benches. And so my mom, in the morning, gets up and squeezes her tiny little four-foot-eleven ass in the gap of that fucking bench. Like, she shimmies her way in there with her head facing the front of the car, the front of the van. And as she's laying there, she's like, thinking. I guess she had to be thinking, cause I don't know. Like, I'ma catch this motherfucker, I'ma catch him. <laughs> And so my dad drives, gets up in the morning, none the wiser, we're already at school, and takes his ass to work. He gets to work at nine o'clock, and there my mom is, nine o'clock, ten o'clock, eleven o'clock, eleven forty-five maybe, twelve o'clock, he comes out, gets into his van, and goes to lunch drives to somewhere, I don't know, this woman's job, and picks the woman up. Now they're both sitting in the front, talking and yapping, and my mom's just laying there listening like, I got you, motherfucker, I got you, I got you. (laughs) And what do they do? But They go to a park, they park the van. And they go to the back of the van and sit on the bed right above my mama. I mean, seriously, if she'd have farted, they'd have smelled it, if she'd have (laughs) coughed, they'd have heard that shit. So my mom's just sitting there, and then they get to talking and chatting and flirting and kissing, and then fucking right above my mama. Had this been me, in the back of this van. Crime of passion. Crime of fucking passion. I swear would've been on the news that day had to come out drenched in blood like, yep, yep. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I did it. But not my fucking mama. My mom laid there in that little hole and listen to the fucking and the oh yeses and David and Marta and, and listen to this. And then worse, the post-coil conversations of I'm going to leave her for you. I love you. Again, couldn't have been me. <laughs> and my mom lays there and now it's what, one o'clock because they get an hour lunch. And drives her back home. I'm mean, back to work, and then he's driving back to work, and my mother, like a little like soldier ninja, <laughs> crawls her ass out, just starts, and does it so slick. Cause from what I mean, I gather all this now, like later, but she gets up, sits right in the passenger seat. <laughs> yup. I'd have choked him so bad. I'd have been like, "Ah, behind
0: him.
1: Ah, ah, But I didn't. But she did it. She sat right next to him and was like, hola David. Hi David. And he thought he saw a fucking ghost. Like, what? Como? 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 De donde viniste? De donde? De donde? And she's like, where the fuck you think I was, bro? Like seriously, de donde crees? De donde crees wey De donde crees And he's like Of course like Almost crashes into the median Pulls into like a mini mall or something, and they sit there again in lip box. No lo puedo creer, David. Ya tengo la prueba. Ya tengo la prueba que necesito. I have the proof I need. Ya, David. And he's begging and pleading her and I guess they're just like talking and he he, he talks her down from her anger and her rage. And he's just like, mira, Morena, it was like a one-time thing. It's nomas una vez. Nomas una vez que ha pasado. And she's like, no, no lo creo. I don't believe you. And she, and they calm down. They get to a point where where I guess my dad calms her the fuck down And she calms down enough to say You know what, we will talk about this Look, let's go home, we'll talk about this And as she leaned over to like give him a hug To say, you know what, I understand kicks that motherfucker out the van. Opens the door really quick. Uh, uh, little four foot eleven ass kicked his ass out the van to, like, I don't, he didn't expect it, but she did. She kicked him out the van and she took that van home. I'm sitting here listening to my Aunt Weta tell me this. And I'm like,
0: what? (laughs) What?
1: cuz i have been an asshole for 11 fucking years i no joke like i was an asshole like you you, you ain't nobody i don't love you you took away my daddy i was a, an asshole and it just hit me I was like pale, I was like sick, I was nauseous, I was just like, what do you mean? This cannot be true. And she's like, and her drunk ass was like, si, mija, si, así pasó, así pasó la cosa. I'm like, no, no because my daddy was everything and he was a good dad like don't get me wrong he's a horrible fucking husband but like a good dad and I just like all my memories of my dad were like fucking rainbows and everything it was like beautiful and now I got this like what (laughs) moment now my mom was doing this seven day vigil so it was like she come back every morning, so I was sitting there all night, like nauseous, and just like, Oh my gosh, I have to talk to my mom, but there was no cell phones at the time. It's ninety fucking six, and I'm just like, Uh <laughs> I can't call her and be like, What the fuck, mom? And so she so I have to wait. And she gets back that morning, and like I totally like before she even gets to my the inside my tiaweda's house, I'm just like, look, we got, we gotta talk. And I walk and I talk with her. And I, I have my arm around my little tiny 4'11 mom. I'm like, so listen, I was talking to Tia Weta last night and she, I could feel her stiffen up a little, oh, shit. <laughs> and she had some interesting things to say about what happened that day I remember you and dad fighting. And she said, ¿Qué te dijo? like, what'd she say? like everything 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 and she's like pues sí si? así pasó la cosa like nothing like I wasn't an asshole to her and now nah, she didn't give me this like yeah bitch now what what you gotta say now like none of that it was just like yep that's how it happened and I was like why why mom why didn't you just tell me why didn't you just and she before I could even continue that, she's like mira mira That's your father, and you are going to love your father because that's your father, not your husband, and he was a horrible husband, yes, but not all men are like that, and that was my, that's like basically, that's my cross to bear, not yours, and I was like, fuck. (laughs) Because seriously, like at that moment, I was like, fuck that dude, (laughs) fuck him, are you serious? I learned something. Like, I am a true believer in that everything that we feel and witness and hear and experience go to shape us in some way or another. They make us who we are. And sometimes what we don't know we're here is used the same way. I learned that day two very important things, two very, very important things. My mom is a badass motherfucker, man, she's so bad. oh man, because again, it could not have been me, it could not have been. And two was that she did it and did everything for us, for me. She put up with the fucking yelling and the the name calling and the, I wish I wasn't here, I want to go, she put up with so much to make sure that my vision of men was never, let's say, fucked up. I thank her for that. I look at her and I'm just like, man, mom, thank you. Because I probably would have thought that about all men. And I wouldn't be raising a young man right now the way I'd be raising him had I known different. And I wouldn't be friends with his dad. And I wouldn't be friends with all the men that I know. And I wouldn't be going on dates like crazy either. (laughs) Right? So I thank her for that. And I thank you guys for listening.